Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi there. This is Alana, and I am here with my co-host, Jamie, for another Coffee Break episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We would love to hear your questions about prayer, and we would love to discuss them. So if you have any kinds of questions or concerns or just just blocks that keep you from praying with more power, we would love to hear from you at prayingchristianwomen.com slash questions, and we guarantee we will read them, and you might even hear your question on air. And we just want to say we're not here to be the experts who are going to give you, like, you know, everything that you need to know to have a perfect praying life. A lot of times what we love about these coffee break shows is just how they lead to discussions. And, you know, we're here as encouragers and, you know, hopefully to be practically helpful and inspiring, but we're not here to, you know, be the seminary professors who have all the theological answers about prayer because there are people way more educated and smarter than we are who would do that way better. And also, I think there are a lot of things about prayer that really remain a mystery. And so we don't want to presume to be able to boil it down in like a 20-minute episode to answer these hard, complicated questions. And speaking of hard and complicating questions, Lynn has a doozy for us today. So shout out to Lynn, who has been a longtime listener and encourager for this show. We are so happy to just have you as part of our community and so happy that you brought this question, even though, like, I will be completely honest, like, I knew this question was going to come up, you know, whether it was Lynn or someone else, and it's, like, the question that I'm most terrified to try to answer. And I think that is what kind of makes it, you know, I, I think that it kind of reflects our heart for this show when we say that we're that we don't have all the answers and it makes it easier to talk about it and that's why we call them coffee breaks because it's like we would really love to just sit around with coffee and and talk with you one-on-one um and so that's what we hope this will be like just you know people talking about prayer and we just hope that we'll be able to offer encouragement and maybe scripture to begin the conversation to begin you thinking and maybe give you some things to you know food for thought that you hadn't thought about before but before yeah, we're the ball rollers, right? We get the ball we, rolling. We do. We get the ball rolling. I like that. We'll have to do something with that. Um, but before we do that, we really we just want to open this heavy subject with with prayer um, before we get started. Wait, should we should we even mention what the subject is, or are we keeping that a spoiler? I forgot that you didn't tell people. <laughs> Boy, yeah. Maybe we should just pray and keep it a mystery and, and just like not get to the end of the show and just have a discussion over everyone's head except for Lynn. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Okay. Why don't you introduce our topic, Lynn. Alana? <laughs> Lynn's question is, and now you guys will understand why we're jumping straight into prayer as opposed to jumping straight into answering. Lynn's question is, and I don't mean to make light of this because this is probably like the question with the capital Q that people have about prayer. Why do some people have their prayers answered for healing and others don't? 
And, you know, I hear that question. And for me, it's just a sock in the gut because it includes for so many people personal stories of grief or tragedy or confusion of being having your faith shaken because you prayed for healing, you believed in healing, and healing didn't come. So we know that, A, this is a heavy topic, and B, this is a loaded topic. And we want to offer you, like I said, encouragement and inspiration. But I totally get that sometimes you're just not even at the the stage to be able to listen to questions like this. Like, So if, if you're suffering from this kind of loss we welcome you to join us but we also welcome you to just shelve this episode and come back to it a little bit later if this is just too much too heavy right now we're not trying to scare you away but we want to we want to admit this is so explosive people have um really walked away from the faith sometimes over this when you pray wholeheartedly for someone to be healed, or maybe even you have a Christian pastor or a Christian leader or this, the ill person themselves say, I believe and am convinced that God is going to heal me and that person dies from no illness. So we absolutely recognize that this topic comes with so many emotions, which is another reason why we wanted to just start this entire episode by covering it in prayer. God, we just thank you that there are no questions that are too hard for you. There are no questions that are off limits, that you welcome us to come before you like little children, just asking freely and without any restraint. So we just come before you today, and we don't have all the answers, but we know that you are God, and you are good. And we just ask now that you would be present here, that you would guide our discussion that you would um, just help help us to approach this topic with our hearts in the right place and, um, and that each person listening would also just be receptive of whatever it is that you have for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So there's a story that just popped into my head that I thought might be good to start out with. Um, do you know the, the singer Jeremy Camp? Yes. You know talking about? Mm-hmm. So have you heard his story with his wife and his song, I Still Believe? No. So he was married and his wife developed some kind of terminal cancer and she did end up passing away from it. And at one point, I think it was as she was super, super sick. I think it was that and not after she died. But Jeremy Camp talks about reading in the New Testament testimonies of Jesus healing people And I forget if he said he actually threw the Bible across the room or if he just felt like it because he was so angry. Why did God do this thing for these people? And we know that he has still healed people today. You know, there are miraculous testimonies about that. Why does he do this sometimes and not others? And that I I just totally sympathize with that idea of wanting to throw the book against the room, against the wall sometimes, because you know that God could heal somebody. And so your next obvious question is, well, why wouldn't he? <laughs> you know, so um, I don't know. Where, where do you want to start? There's so many layers we could go on. Do you have a good starting point for us? Um, I think 2 Corinthians 1, 3, 3 and 4, 
um, says, The Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles. I think just beginning in a place of, regardless of what God hasn't done, um, we know that He is good, and we know that He is close to the brokenhearted. He comforts us in all of our troubles, and that He is not the enemy. And I think it, we can feel that way sometimes, that God is is being mean or you know mm-hmm. for for not doing that and we can pit ourselves against him and that is the enemies our real enemies effort to get a foothold and wedge us away from god so i i just feel like the first place to start with this question is that that god is good and that he does love us and that he he is there to comfort us when we're disappointed at a lack of healing um, in our lives or in the lives of others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that is a good place to start. And I would like to have us just start at least by looking at this a little bit more on the clinical side. Like I feel like when you get into the stories of people like Jeremy Camp or, you know, I think we've all heard of people who just believe in a miraculous healing that doesn't happen. And those stories, like we already said, they're so emotionally loaded I think it might be easier if we set that aside for right now. And so we're not trying to be calloused or, you know, to not be sympathetic because we absolutely sympathize um, almost to the point of where like we didn't want to address this topic because <laughs> it is so hard. But I, I feel like it could be helpful to take a step back from the anecdotal and emotional and maybe look at this first just from more of the logical side of things and then we can get into what that means for people who are in the midst of the the chaos and the emotions so if we're looking at it strictly rationally and logically like the first story that comes to my mind is of Lazarus and how you know how everyone was mourning that he died and like I just I hear so much anguish and accusation and hurt when um i think it's martha i forget which sister says lord if you had been here mm-hmm. my brother would not have died like i just i read so much yes. blame in that you know and she certainly isn't the first or last person who has blamed god when bad things happen because yes she is absolutely right jesus could have stopped lazarus from dying and even his disciples were kind of like hey god aren't we going to go you know take care of lazarus <laughs> and you know, so Jesus's um, explanation was, okay, I know that this is hard, like he even cried with them, but he knew that it was going to be for God's glory. And that when people saw Lazarus rise from the dead, it was going to bring God even more glory than if he had just showed up and healed his sickness. So Jesus knew that. And he chose to do what would result in God's greater glory. So I feel like we could extrapolate that to mean, yes, sometimes when people do die and do not receive healing, really amazing things happen for the kingdom of God. There's a missionary who, um, his last name is Hogan. I think it's Brian Hogan. And he has just a super heart-wrenching story about losing a baby to SIDS on the mission field to Mongolia and how it really wasn't until their family went through that tragedy that breakthroughs started to happen on the mission field. And they can look back and see that it was a direct result of the suffering they went through losing their baby. Now, 
any parent, you know, who's not thinking about it rationally is going to say, okay, it's all fine and good to have people come to Christ, but God, you're going to have to find another way to do it than to take my baby from me. You know, like, I don't know (laughs) any parent who using their emotions are going to say that that's a fair trade-off, you know, but um, I think about the story of Lazarus and how not only did Jesus know that God was going to be glorified even more by his death, but I think it's so important to just remember, and this is where we can touch back to the emotional side, that he did weep, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just feel like that story encapsulates sort of both both sides of things. The rational side of, yes, sometimes God chooses not to answer prayers for healing because he knows greater good will come from that. But he also mourns with us <laughs> over that. Yeah. And, you know, I, another story that I think of in scriptures from Mark 2, 9 to 12, and um, Jesus says after telling the paralytic to get up and walk and take your mat, he said, which is easier to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and take your mat and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. And he got up and he took his mat. He walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone. And they praised God saying, we've never seen anything like this. And when I read that, you know, because I think some of our frustration comes from there not being, a, you know, whenever Jesus encountered someone that we can hear, you know, that, that we hear about in the Bible, he healed them. And so it's like, well, why not me? But mm-hmm. in this case, he is making it clear that his deeper concern is spiritual yeah and that it was you know the the deeper issue is forgiveness of sin that that miracle was not just for the sake of preserving that man's flesh and giving him a few more years to walk the earth Mm -hmm. um but it was to heal his sins and to display his power and that he had that power to do that um And so I think when we understand the motive of Jesus and we see, um, again, it doesn't make it easier when you're in the middle of it. It doesn't make that trade-off seem any better when you really want that child to be healed or you really want a parent to be delivered from death. Um, But but I think it does put it into perspective. And I do think, you know, when I think about this, I think if we could be on the other side of glory – and we could see what is happening with that person that passed away or um, then then we would understand um, even when we can't now, but our, you know that our eyes aren't open to that to to what's happening now and where they are. Um, so I don't know. I just think of that kind of going along with what you said that the the deeper concern and the more important thing is the spiritual reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love how you posed the question, <clears throat> how in the in the New Testament we do see like, yeah, Jesus didn't turn anybody away from healing. And I did a study when our son Silas was born, and he had real severe brain damage, and we didn't know if he was even going to survive, and the doctors told us he was going to be significantly disabled, and I decided to go do a study through the Gospels of the times when Jesus healed people. And I will be totally candid with you guys. My goal 
was to prove to God why he had to heal my son. Like that literally was the only reason why I chose to do this study. It was so I could come with my notebook saying you healed this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this little boy, this boy, this Mm -hmm. child. And now you're going to heal my son just like Mm -hmm. you. And I was reading and it's early on in Mark where so many people came to the house where Jesus was specifically looking for healing that he had to take his disciples somewhere else. And the gist of it was like, I'm not here just to heal your physical bodies. Just like you were saying, Jamie, like, yeah, yeah, this is like a neat side benefit and I'll have compassion on you. But my real work is to train my disciples so that they can carry on the great commission when I'm gone. And he actually, there are several times where he removed himself from the crowds. And I know there's a lot of question as to why Jesus would say when he healed someone, don't tell anybody. And I'm no authority on this, but that's that's always my my thought of why he would tell him that is because he didn't he wasn't there to heal. Like he wasn't the snap your fingers and I'm gonna take your ailments away um miracle worker. Now he did that because he had compassion, but I think it's so important to remember that is not why Jesus came. Jesus came to make atonement for our sins and to prepare the way for the church to exist throughout eternity. And so sometimes, yeah, and it sounds cruel and calculating, but sometimes I believe that Christians die even when people are praying for them because just like in the case of Lazarus, God knew it was going to be for his greater glory, and that is his real purpose. And on the other side of that coin, there's the passage that talks about, you know, uh, the disciples say, who sinned that made this man blind? Mm-hmm. You're phrasing, and I don't know where it's from, but yeah. But who sinned that made this man blind? And Jesus said, no one sinned. Yep. He was born blind or made blind for so that God could display his power. So, mm-hmm. you know, going back to the specific, why do some people have their prayers answered for healing and others don't? That is an example of, well, some... God has planned in advance for this illness to be, um, or this disability or whatever it is, mm-hmm. to be a, a a conduit of his power and, and right. a display of his power because he ordained it. And there are others, we live in a fallen world and there is sickness and the bottom line is we have to die. I mean, we the the planet could not sustain mm-hmm. nobody dying. And so there is death and there is disease and there is disability because we live in a fallen world. And and, and it just I, I never had thought of that passage that you talked about where Jesus just went somewhere else because he just it's not possible or practical for all illness and sickness to go away mm-hmm. indefinitely because of the world that we live in now. So, but, but the reason some do have their prayers answered is for God's power to be displayed. And it is hard. It's hard to swallow when you're on the other end of that and you or someone you love was not, uh, uh, you know, immediately healed. Or yeah. immediately healed or healed at all. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm glad you brought up the one with the blind man because I feel like in some Christian circles, there is a tremendous amount of blame. You know, there are some Christian circles where if you are ill, even if it's like a cold, 
then they're going to say, oh, I guess you didn't have enough faith to mm-hmm. pray the sickness away. And <clears throat> I think that we have such a good story in John with this blind man. Like, no, he didn't sin to get blind. His parents didn't sin to make him blind. This happened for God's glory to be revealed. And, you know, I'll go so far as to say sometimes colds happen because germs exist. <laughs> you know, if you want to blame someone, blame Adam and Eve. Um, but I definitely like as much. I think I think there is an absolute way to believe wholeheartedly in miraculous healings in this day and age, but to also recognize that there's no magic button that's going to make healing come. And so, if you are of the persuasion where everybody should get healed if they just have enough faith, or maybe you feel guilt from other parties, like, okay, if you just had enough faith, your son wouldn't be on this feeding tube. That could be a terrible amount of burden. And I think we have that story of the blind man. No, it's not your sin. It's not your parents' sin. It's just the way it is. (laughs) Well, and we have Martha, when you were talking about Lazarus. Martha mm-hmm. had faith. I mean, boy, she believed. Sure. If you were here, he absolutely would have been healed. Where were you? She had faith that Jesus could heal Lazarus. And in other cases, Jesus didn't have to be there for the person to be healed. He could right. have healed him from afar. And so faith is not the issue. You know, faith is not... That's a really good reminder. Yeah. And, and I have known people who have told me um, that they're, they fell away from the church because someone blamed their lack of faith on the death of a loved one. And yeah, yeah, so do not blame yourself if that healing doesn't happen um, or assume that lack of faith was the issue because that is, that is not, not always the case. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And again, we know that this is, you know, there is a place for faith. I do believe that, you know, faith gives power to our prayers for healing and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So, you know, like it's a very convoluted thing, but, you know, we have the verse in Matthew where Jesus says, not even a sparrow is going to fall to the ground apart from the will of your father. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's not as if Jesus is up there being like, oh, Jamie, I just wish you had had a tiny bit more faith so I could have healed this person. Yeah, you know, and again, that leads into so many other questions. You know, like, well, if God already knows who's going to be healed and who isn't, why do we pray? You know, if someone wants to to add that as a question, we'll tackle it. But you know, these are <laughs> these are real things to think about. But I think there's a difference between just thinking about this from a purely theological standpoint and being the person in the middle of it. And if you're the person in the middle of it, we want to encourage you, don't blame yourself, don't feel guilty, and just recognize God's goodness in all things. And I think um, don't be afraid to express your frustration or your hurt to God. I love this these coffee, um, coffee break episodes because we really just want to get out there ask the hard questions to God, you know, take them to him because he wants to take your questions and he wants to speak to you about them and he wants to work on them in you. And I think Satan would love for you to go around feeling like you're the only one with this feeling or like you're the only one that is struggling with this. And we're here to say, we all struggle with these questions. Mm -hmm. There's no, nothing, uh, nothing out there that, someone else isn't struggling with. If you have something in your mind, share it with us because chances are there are 
hundred other women out there that have the same questions, if not for sure thousands or millions. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like we, we gave it our shot at this one. <laughs> Lynn, like I said, you really gave us a doozy of one, but I hope that it did give you guys some food for thought, which is our main goal, as well as some inspiration and encouragement. If you do have further questions, you can submit them to us at prayingchristianwomen.com slash questions, and we can definitely cover them in future Coffee Break episodes. So thanks again, guys, for joining us. We really appreciate your questions. We appreciate you listening. We just appreciate you being here on this prayer journey with us. And if you're enjoying these episodes, um, either our regular episodes or these coffee break episodes, don't forget to, su to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you don't miss any of them because we're putting out more than one a week. So we want to make sure that you're getting all of our episodes and we're getting to connect with you. So before we, before we end, um, let's, just, let's just close with some prayer also. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. God, we just um, pray that you would be glorified in this time. And God, we lift up Lynn to you in whatever situations she's walking through now that brought this question up. God, we just pray your blessing would just be poured out on her. Um, we just pray that you would um, just reveal your love, your compassion, your comfort, and just how precious she is to you. And we just pray for everyone out there struggling with this question or with a question of healing, um, that you would just reveal who you are and just reveal glimpses of how you are at work and answering the prayers of, of the hearts of, of each person. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.